It's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider with Jeff Franklin, Stephen McFadden, Meg Herber, and Bill Petrie. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. The Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Jeff, Stephen, Meg, and Bill. All right, and we're live. Welcome back to another episode of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast, where you can get all the nerdy news you know about. Uh, I am joined today by uh, two of my favorite co-hosts, Meg Erber from SNS Activewear, and Stephen McFadden from Perfect Promotions and More. We've also got a special guest from Bella and Canvas. Her name is Megan Spire. She's kind of a badass over there. Uh, but we'll get to her and the rest of the group in just a minute. Uh, just wanted to mention that we are uh, actually brought to you today by Promo Show. Uh, promoshow.com. You guys need to check them out, okay? There's over 130 uh, exhibitors there uh, exhibiting live and a virtual-only trade show. Uh, it is a great opportunity for you guys to go and get all the information that you need to know about, all the great uh, new product information, all the great information that you can get from your suppliers, your favorite suppliers. Uh, there's been over 71,000 unique viewers and over 30,000 hits since they started uh, back on March 24th. Uh, so definitely get over there if you haven't out promoshow.com or you can search facebook at promo show pc uh, and it'll pop right up with that being said welcome to today's episode uh, i'm going to introduce you to uh, megan spire we've got a little bit of a backstory on her she's been with bella and canvas for nine years uh, she started out as a sales assistant assistant and has worked her way up to the vice president of sales at bella and canvas. <laughs> a bit of a badass uh, and basically, we're going to talk a little bit today about navigating the new normal and how Bella and Canvas has branched out to sort of meet the face mask need uh, that is in the industry and how they were sort of one of the first people actually to sort of jump on board. Uh, with that being said, welcome. So uh, I appreciate you being here today and, uh, you know, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Absolutely. My pleasure. It's been um, it's been a wild ride uh, since this all started. I swear early March feels like two years ago. Um, I didn't know that I could actually be busier than I was and somehow, um, you know, retooling our entire manufacturing operation overnight turned out to be um, an incredible endeavor to say the least. Um, we initially got started, um, it, it's been kind of this, this life cycle where we started First, working with, um, we volunteered to join the Textile Coalition, which uh, a bunch of industry brands had, had uh, partnered together, and we're working with the, uh, the government to uh, produce sewn masks. Um, and, then we, uh, and then we looked at what we could do uh, from uh, a cutting perspective to really make an impact and so we literally, quite literally overnight, I will never forget that Friday night when we made the decision to do it. And watching and and just the way that our team pulled together and it was like like the craziest 48 hours i think of my entire life <laughs> that that saturday sunday trying to get everything up and running and figuring out how to not only manufacture a brand new product overnight but um you know break into a brand new category so in the beginning we were trying to you know work with government agencies and hospitals and, and you know the frontline workers and then we kind of settled into, um, you know, really the B2B side of things and, and navigating, navigating all of that. So it's been, um, it's been crazy, but, but very happy to be busy. Absolutely. 
It's amazing how that happens, right? Like it's such an emotional uh, and, and physical roller coaster, really, in a sense that, uh, you know, when, when everything happens and the economy just absolutely uh, shuts down, you know, you sort of think about, you know, every, everything that could go wrong and everything that's going to happen. And the next thing, you know, like, like you said, Megan, you're absolutely busier than you've ever been probably, uh, you know, by making just some adaptions and sort of adjusting, uh, you know, I know that we're experiencing the same thing, Meg, you've been through that. Uh, and Steven, I know that you have as well, just through the different, uh, the different roller coasters that's been involved with this thing, but, uh, riding a, riding a high wave, I think, and hopefully, you know, there's some other folks that can sort of relate to that as well. Um, any, any insight or, or backstory as far as, you know, how you guys decided to get into manufacturing the masks and where that all started? Uh, I think it might've been our, our, um, our VP of operations for actually our European uh, sales had the idea to, Hey, we could, let's make masks. You know, we have the fabric, we have the manufacturing capabilities here in LA. Of course, we, we were actually uniquely qualified to, to participate in this. And we have here, so we're, we're in Los Angeles and we have, um, it, when this all started, we had 56 uh, cutting tables and um, we, quickly realized that by um, even doubling um, doubling our capacity, we could really have an impact. And so we initially came out with a, um, a no-sew design. And the reason for that is because we could scale it so quickly and be a low cost solution. So um, we used fabrics that we had in-house already in our supply chain. So, um, you know, fabrics we would have used for our t-shirts and hoodies and used that to mass produce these uh, disposable single ply um, fabric face covers. And um, we're producing up to 100 million um, every single week. So when we talk about volume, it, we truly are making a difference. And we've learned a lot as we've, um, as we've gone through this process. It's interesting because historically, we've only ever worn a mask to protect ourselves. You know, that's always what a mask has been about, whether you're gardening or you're in a hospital setting, whatever it is, it's for your own protection. And this is the very first time that we're wearing masks to protect others. It's about community protection and flattening the curve. And so um, it's been interesting because of consumer perception about a, what a face cover should be. And so um, the mask style that we launched initially has had tremendous success in the, um, if you think business to business, essential workers, um, you know, retailers, food service, um, uh, people that need to have a clean mask for every shift. Um, that's where we've had um, a lot of our successes. But on the consumer side, there still is that expectation about people who believe, well, I want protection for me. And so uh, for that reason, we are going to be launching uh, a two-ply reusable uh, sewn mask to be able to service both needs. So the way I think of it is you've got this high volume, uh, low cost solution to outfit essential workers and help businesses reopen. And then you've got the consumer mask uh, reusable um, a little bit more structured, depending on um, depending on their needs, and then the reusable one is also perfect for uh, decoration. So for our industry, uh, I think it's going to be a, a really good fit. Um, yep. I think that's what I've been most inspired about. I think our industry is full of you know we're all entrepreneurs, whether you own your own business or you're you're working for a company, but you act as though it is your own business. And watching everyone retool their businesses and figure out how. To 
and remain find opportunity. Um, it's been it's been really remarkable to watch um, you know different organizations within our industry uh, succeed and 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 find their footing. Sure. So, Stephen, as, as, a, as a distributor, like what kind of um, what kind of you know issues are you having, or or have you had any issues with trying to sort of sell it as that? Because I think there's a, a huge misconception yeah. out there as far as uh, you know the general public and why they're wearing a mask. I don't think a lot of people do realize that it's source control sure. and personal protection. The the funniest uh, image I've seen of how to illustrate the use of a mask is actually. Um, embarrassing me to say this but it's it basically shows a person that says um if nobody was wearing pants and you had, <laughs> have you seen this it's like you would get yesterday wet. it's like if if you were just wearing pants and you peed then your pants would get wet but if we both wear pants and we both pee it's like we're, gets wet. we're just getting our, we're just getting ourselves wet so I, I think it's a very good analogy and and i do need to take like 30 seconds. I've had a chance to think about some of the stuff I said uh, from, from last week's uh, message. And Megan, I know you weren't here to, to defend yourself, uh, nor you may have no clue what I'm about to say. But um, uh -oh. last, last week, um, <laughs> Jeff and Meg both presented the idea that it was very, very smart and wise of what you guys did to get a, a product out there that didn't exist for the initial. And I kind of I kind of dismissed that and, and it, it wasn't a, an offense to Bella Canvas. My thought was that it just wasn't, to me, it didn't seem like the end all be all solution. But the more I've thought about that, that wasn't the intent, right? And I, and I don't think it was supposed to be the, the long-term solution more so than it is a, a B2B, a, an, an option of to get something that wasn't available. And I think that was a need you guys certainly did meet. Um, and, I, and I know me, Meg and I have talked about this as well. The, the, the concerns I think people have had is when they just haven't done a good job selling the pieces. You know, it has nothing to do with the actual product. It has to do with, you know, us as distributors not being smart about how we're pitching what the item actually is for and how to use it and selling it for the right price, you know, as opposed to, you know, some people taking advantage or, uh, you know, price gouging, which, you know, inflates the, the perception of what the piece is. And, and I, I applaud you guys for, for what you did and, and coming up with a solution in the way you've done it. Um, so I did need to apologize some <laughs> from what I had said last week. So Well, thank, thank you. I mean, we've learned, like I said, so much. Um, even just helping the end user understand what it is and what it isn't is an important part of the process. So we increase descriptions and video content and how can we help our industry partners communicate that to the end user. And that's been tremendous as well. Um, but to your point, it's, there's, you know, business leaders have, especially within those specific verticals, have really grasped onto the idea that Let's say you, you know, from a liability perspective, if you're, um, you know, it's Chipotle or McDonald's or a food you know, restaurant chain, and you have workers coming in every day. I, I shared this with um, with Meg recently, but um, you know, living in LA, having a washer dryer in unit truly is a luxury. I just got one like two years ago. Um, <laughs> And so as you think about um, all these essential workers coming into a workplace and need, the employer needs to know that that face mask is clean and has no contaminants on it. From a liability perspective, 
how do you ensure that that it was laundered the night before, that it was laundered properly? You know, those are all challenges that need to be considered. And the way that I think about our mask is the um, it's an alternative to the three ply surgical paper mask. So something that looks like a mask you would wear in a hospital setting that's not inviting or welcoming for a guest that maybe you're serving them food or if you're a delivery person approaching someone's front door, you want it to look more like a health and wellness mask or a uniform. And so I think that that's really where we have our footing is um, as a, a fabric alternative to a disposable mask. And I, I think to your point, um, you know, avoiding, oh, I'm sorry, Meg. Um, yeah, you can certainly avoid a lot of that liability if, if it's, if we're just, you know, being transparent about what they are, right? They're not medical masks. You know, they're, they're a great op option for a mask. And I think one of the things I mentioned last week, jokingly, I was like, uh, there's no mask police, right? You know, if you've, if you've got something over your face, they're going to let you in the door if it says you require a mask. Like it could be, I've, seen, I've, I've actually seen people walk into liquor stores with paper towels and a yeah, rubber. Yeah, I mean, there's pictures That's of people ridiculous. with boxers on right. their heads. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like them with actual face mask. Like, yeah. they were like, I guess. Yeah, so you know, to, say, to say that it doesn't serve a purpose is wrong. It definitely does. And it gets something out there in a quantity that we didn't have in a time that we desperately needed. And I think that's great. Um, and Meg, you had a question. I have some other questions, but I want you to. Yeah, Meg, I want to kick it over to you because you've been really silent thus far. <laughs> I just wanted to give my own personal, just a, a personal little tidbit. I, you know, right before the, the masks came out, I had worn a regular one that someone had made for me, you know, with the pleats and the fabric. And it was, I was like, yeah, I feel safe. I went to the grocery store and I actually couldn't breathe. I, twice I, I had to take the mask off because I was starting to have almost an anxiety attack. And I know that's not even, that's not me, but I could not breathe through it. And then I went and I took my Bella mask and I was like, it, I just felt, yes, it is t-shirt material, but that's great because I can breathe through it. And I wear mine all the time now. I actually have a bunch of samples. So thing, summer's coming. It's lightweight. It's perfect. It's breathable. You can talk through it. It answers that problem that we're having for, you know, just having these USA made type masks. So wear your mask, people. Well, and like N95 masks are super thick, multi-layer masks. It truly does. It reduces your oxygen intake, which can make you dizzy, lightheaded. And those really should be saved for healthcare professionals. But yeah. to your point. Because we want their dancing out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But they wear them for short periods of time. But if you're working an eight-hour shift and you need to be able to breathe and communicate, you know, again, it's not about protecting yourself, but it's about protecting others. So what is the purpose of a fabric mask? Whether it's a single ply, a double ply, three ply, it all has it serves the same purpose. And I will say, I think having three different le levels of masks, it really helps us as marketers and entrepreneurs to be able to offer moving forward, now that things are starting to open back up, a good, better, best solution. So exactly. you can offer you know, an inexpensive t-shirt, a, a value cap bag, and a mask for under seven bucks. You send that out to the distributors, they see that, they're like, wow, I can get four or five products, including some PPE for under $7, let me push this. And then we do a B level and a C level. So I think having that that third option is going to be really amazing. And I say this every week, this is our time. We should be doing our jobs. <clears throat> we are a branding industry. If you don't do any type of advertising for your product, what is the, what is the percentage that it's going to succeed? 
So I, I have a customer that has a retail outlet down in Seattle city and he's just really down in the dumps and I feel so bad. I'm always trying to come up with ideas. And he's like, Meg, I don't know if I want to do the mask. I don't, da, 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 da. and I have to warn people if they're coming in they have to do signs. I'm like, well, this is, it's easy. You put a sign up on the door. I gave him a link and I did a quick mock-up of the tan, the Heather tan with a light blue imprint. Cause it's a beach resort. Yeah. And I said, if someone doesn't walk in, you hand them one. Now you're a walking billboard for your clothing store. And it's super easy. So we do think masks in general or face coverings are going to be the new trend. We talked about this last week. You know, we're going to want the masks to match our outfits. And I think being able to offer those and have so many different options uh, really is going to speak to us as professionals in this branding industry. You know, people. Yeah, PPE is the new norm. It's what we're all selling. It's saving our businesses. It's saving our customers. So now we have to put a spin on it and make it so it fits our models. So I think, I think right now it's about getting, like everyone's very concerned about the economy and when are we going to open back up? And it's this balance between, you know, helping to keep flattening the curve, but then also how, how do we help businesses open, reopen in a safe manner? And so masks, are gonna be an important part of that process over the next couple of months. But as we look to Q4 and even the next year, to your point about masks matching your outfit, I think that it's gonna be a requirement. You know, hopefully we're gonna, you know, kids are gonna to get to go back to school. Are they gonna be required to have a mask? <laughs> are they gonna be required to have a mask in their backpacks? You know, are we gonna to get to go to concerts again or sporting events? You know, I think through next year, it's just gonna be, um, a new staple and so it's an opportunity for our industry to really shine and and decorate and um and and provide the service yeah so oh, i just want to weigh in there's, there's a couple of people uh, yeah. weighing in on facebook just want to get to that so and steve we'll, we'll jump back to you um so jeremy went weighed in and it sort of went hand in hand with what you just said megan uh, he's saying it's definitely uncomfortable, but he's still going to stay sa stay safe uh, when most states go green and definitely want to continue wearing my mask. Uh, Jeremy Picker also chimes in, special guest from last week. Uh, he says that, uh, you know, for clarity, like Stephen, he loves Bella for the blank masks. Uh, printing on those masks is where he, uh, where he is having the problems uh, since they're a one-time disposable mask. Yeah. Um, that's, that's part of why we are launching the uh, two-ply reusable for that very purpose. Because when yeah. we initially started this, while of course we wanted it to be a revenue stream for partners in the channel, at the same time it was it was with a different mindset. It wasn't. It was about how do we get masks to the world and how do we do it quickly? How do we scale? Understanding the risks with contaminants and all that, and, and understanding that disposable can actually, um, you know, it has a real benefit. And then pivoting now to, you know, understanding that decoration is such an important part of our industry and, and the added value and the perceived value as well, you, you know, it, it needs to be something more substantial. And so for that reason, um, we have that solution coming out. It should be in stock um, end of next week. So. Oh, great. Nice. Be awesome. That'll be super right. awesome. Steve, so, there was something yeah. you were going to, you were going to say before I uh, went to Facebook. It's okay. I was just going to say something witty, like how long is it going to take before we have wireless chargers built into our face masks or something like that? A wine, like a wine straw, like a mask. I think it was Lisa Bibb. She had so it. You could drink through it, so it's still yeah. filtered. Yes. Hey, actually, I do have a, I do have kind of a entrepreneurial type of a question, and I've, I've had this conversation with others, but Megan, take this and run with it. Um, how long will it take before there's some sort of requirement of transparency to the masks for security, like places like banks 
or NFL stadiums or things like or that so you identify faces? Is that something that's R&D is thinking about or? For security purposes for if you walk into a bank, you mean not having <laughs> yeah. that looks like you're about to Getting rob. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we, I, I think we're, as far as those expectations, I think right now, like for example, I went to the grocery store and I was buying alcohol and I fully expect, you know, as one does and uh, going through my red wine stash at an alarming rate. um, I fully expected them for me to ask me to remove my mask to ID me and they didn't, which honestly I was pretty surprised. So to your point, security going to sporting events, um, that's, that's an interesting question. I I don't think that it, we're not not there yet, but you know, but current climate, I don't think that you can ask someone to remove their mask realistically. Right. So maybe it's, no, that's a, that's a really good question. Someone's going to come up with some, um, some tr- clear material that yeah. uh, you can see <laughs> through it. <laughs> Plastic okay. bags are the new that's, I think that's I saw that right? Plastic bags. Suffocating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It doesn't let any air in. You're good. <laughs> uh, no, I... I saw one that had like a clear opening and it was for deaf students. So you know the, how they read mouths? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if it was like a concept or if it was something that came out. I just saw it on Facebook. So clear yeah. opening. So it was like, it was just like clear film or something over that spot or I, I like a mesh or something. A mesh I don't filter know. or something like no, that. Could be. I was half paying attention. It was in the middle of mass to get in and I, I couldn't really think straight. I'm intrigued. That's I'm I'm interested to see how well that does against actual source control. If there's, if it's just, if there's not something there actually, you know, catching that. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, there has to be something there. There have to be something. I don't right? remember what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's interesting though, you know, kind of talking about the, the transparency and the different options with masks. Um, Chris Blakesley, our president just sat down with ASI earlier this week, I think it was my days blend together. Um, maybe it was last week. Um, just to have a conversation around, you know, our industry is so well versed in safety when it comes to different types of products, especially those that are importing on their own, um, drinkware safety, you know, we have so many different um, kind of oversight um, that goes into that. And, and our industry is, I think, well known for those types of um, being informed. But face masks, it's a whole new, it's a whole new world. And even the FDA has never had to regulate face covers at, at this scale before. And so they're constantly evolving their recommendations. And what's interesting is um, end of April, they actually came out with some new, um, new guidance around uh, face covers. And um, they've, they've made, they've been clear out of the gate that, you know, you can't make any medical claims around fabric face masks unless they're FDA approved. And they're not at this point, um, uh, evaluating any, uh, more fabric masks. So if, if you were medically approved by them before you have that FDA approval, but at this point under their emergency use authorization act, you can legally manufacture and, and resell face masks. But what they came out saying was, um, they are requiring, uh, mask manufacturers to, track every uh, point of sale and who it went to and if there's any adverse reactions so if someone were to come back and um, complain about you know they had a reaction or a rash or shortness of breath they have to be able to log and track all of that and they also came out saying that um, manufacturers cannot make any claims about antimicrobial treatments and so we're seeing a lot of 
uh, different brands in our, um, even in our industry, uh, marketing their masks as antimicrobial. And so that's something to um, be informed about because even though you don't have to be FDA approved, you still need to be in compliance with, um, with those new regulations, which is pretty interesting. I wonder too, if they're eventually going to have to make it so people notate whether it's a permanent versus one-time use piece. Right. Um, it, it wouldn't surprise me eventually if you know, people don't know the difference between one or the other, because there's just so much stuff out there if that has to mm -hmm. be moved. Um, well, Nick, real quick, I just want to say that just because there was, in the beginning, there was some disconnect and is this disposable? Is it reusable? So I just oh, want to yeah. talk about this here and now real quick, because I know I'm going to get a ton of emails about from everybody after this. So we, you guys are saying they are disposable. However, this was, a, I think, a point last year as well. They are made of the t-shirt material. That was one of the first two questions I was, was getting. Are they printable? Are they washable? Technically, they are t-shirt materials, so they are, right? However, you are providing these masks. They are 100% human touch free. So nobody's touching them. They are polybagged and packed in 120, and they are shipped right to the customer. So technically, you can print them. Technically, you can wash their t-shirt material, but once you open that pack up and you are touching them, screen printing them, dusting them, they have to be washed. Then, okay, well, how hot is that water? Is that water going to disinfect it? And again, like you said, in LA, it's a luxury to have a washer and dryer. I'm sure it's like that in New York City too, and these are two hot beds. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I was recommending people uh, use an iron for the heat. But and the CDC has said that's effective as well. Yeah. And I just want to make sure, like, we are, we are recommending them as, like, a daily use. You definitely have to wash them, have to do something, dispose them, use a new one before going on to the next day and reusing them. I know I tried to wash them, and I it's like the socks. They go into the socks, <laughs> and they don't come out. I haven't found a single one. I'll be in a meeting in six months, and I'll be like, what is this? And I'll just pull yeah. out of my bra or something. So I'm looking forward and to that. With, but, uh, uh, with decorating on a single ply as well, consider, I mean, the, the spray tack alone, that's what is going to keep the face mask on the palette. That's what, that's the side that would then go on your face. So the, even with a, a two ply, that's still the same, that's still the same um, case. So it's something that we have to take into consideration as, as decorators, um, you know, maybe you don't put the decoration right on the front where the user breathes in because it's not, the FDA is not regulating inks and the safety of breathing in, you know, those, um, exactly. So do, you know, even on our, our, our reusable mask, which is intended to be decorated, doing it on the left or, or right cheek, um, and then, yeah, washing it before it goes out, those are all things that should be taken into consideration, just because we've never, this is a whole, again, a whole new world. So decorated masks, that's all things that need to be considered. Um, but yeah, so actually we're, we're having a lot of success there with the, um, you know, manufacturing overseas. They're actually just printing the top layer, you know, before, so that you're not actually getting the spray tack on the bottom layer on the inside. But like you'd mentioned that, you know, a lot of times we're actually recommending that you put it off to the you know left side or mm -hmm. right side, as opposed to right in front, unless you're doing sublimation, then at that point, it really doesn't matter. You can do the whole thing. Uh, mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter. Heat transfer would be great. Heat transfers yeah. as well. I think that in the dye sub. Yeah. So uh, qu real quick question. I don't know if anyone else knows about FAM. Um, it's your masterclass that you put out. Are you guys, I know we just did the 2.0. I want to ask, I know we have to wrap it up soon, how it came to be. And do you think the 3.0 will include masks? 
Um, so good questions. Uh, how it came to be. So this, the idea actually was um, Chris Blakesley, our president's, and we were at a team dinner one night and just started to brainstorm and unpack it. And I think he was inspired by Masterclass, which is um, a series. I'm sure Facebook is retargeting. But maybe it's just me, but um, <laughs> was, yeah, <laughs> uh, where they uh, have experts from different fields come on and, and teach classes with different lessons. And we thought, wow, what an amazing thing. You know, looking at our industry as far as education, obviously ASI and PPI have their own um, have their own programs, but we just felt like there was a real opportunity to um, bring and aggregate all of the information and knowledge that we have about the industry and, and apparel and the shift and all of those things and you know, put it all in, in one place for, um, for our partners and our customers to come and, and learn more. And it's been absolutely incredible. We have um, 5,000 users going through the platform today. About 2,000 are, uh, are FAMS certified at this point. So yeah, very cool. Um, FAM 2.0 just launched. Um, honestly, right now we've been so um, focused on masks that- what, what's, what's the acronym? What's the uh, FAM? Fashion Apparel Masterclass. Got it. Okay. FAM. So really you should be FAM certified. Yeah, you're, you're cast and masked. You need to be FAM. <laughs> you need to be FAM exactly. cast, masked. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can- I could see masks being a lesson in the future. Honestly, someone asked me a question about t-shirts the other day and I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, really cool. <laughs> Who are you? So I think my hope is that in the coming months we'll start to, you know, think about life outside of uh, face covers uh, in the near future, but I could definitely see it being even just um, a spotlight on on how we retooled um, our operation and, and and what that looks like for our industry and the impact it had on our industry during what would have otherwise been a very challenging time, I think will be an interesting story to tell. Definitely. Um, Absolutely. And um, we're also doing uh, through the mask uh, endeavor, a, a big donation based program. So we have um, at this point uh, committed to donating a minimum 5 million masks. We've donated uh, 1.5 million so far, another million and a half are going out over the next two weeks. So they're committed. Um, and we're working with, it, it's, it's all about um, you know, 501, 3C uh, tax um, qualifications, but um, really helping those in need. So whether it's homeless, um, uh, organizations or, um, you know, uh, save the children, organizations that are helping those that would otherwise not have access to um, PPE type materials. Yeah, sure. I saw a couple of those donation places where the friends of different bigger, like inner cities, I would assume, the poverty level. And that was really awesome. I think that struck a chord with me. That's why I'm glad you brought it up because I wanted to ask you about it. But I know you're running. Absolutely. Out. That's so awesome. I think when any anytime a, a company has an opportunity, to give back, um, it's just a, a good feel good and it's good PR too, I guess it helps. <laughs> so does anybody have any idea where you might be able to find a source with maybe like some virtual trade shows or something that you might be able to talk to some vendors about maybe some additional PPE materials they might be selling? I think the, the promo show. Ah, that's a really good point. Oh, yeah, um, yeah promoshow.com, right? Great transition. Yeah, you should definitely go check that out. <laughs> 
because the podcast is just about over now. So I'm not going to be too uh, offended if you left and went to promoshow.com if you're not watching us there. And then you just check that out. You go visit a couple vendors that are in there. There's over 130 vendors, uh, you know, exhibiting in that space, virtual trade show booths, learning everything you need to know about all the things that uh, all of our great promotional product suppliers are selling. Uh, any closing uh, statements from any of you folks before we jump for the day? Did we have anything on Facebook that needed to be answered? Uh, nope, nothing else has come through. Jeremy Pickers uh, mentioned a couple things about maybe a pa like a pallet arm that uh, Ryanets created that uh, you know is eliminating the need for adhesive, which is uh, pretty cool. Um, so it's, yeah, it's the, entre the entrepreneurial spirit in its best form. Watching all the different companies adapt to the you know. Yep. New needs. Yeah, it's really it's really cool to actually be a part of that too. You know, to be playing the game as opposed to sitting on the bench. Absolutely, uh, it could be a lot worse. 100%. Um, so absolutely, uh, Jeremy Witt just uh, chimed in says thank you so much for uh, the info and uh, you know thank you for for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. Uh, any any closing arguments from you guys? Or are we gonna go ahead and jump for the day and wrap it up? Oh, good. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Megan. It was awesome. Yeah, My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up then, guys. Thank you so much. And uh, stay tuned next week, uh, 12 noon on Facebook uh, at Promo Show PC, or you can go to promoshow.com and check us out there live next week. At Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.